We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham, your host, and joining me today, my co-host, Mr. Doug Christie. What's going on, DC? What's up, Hamster? All is well, man. All is well. It's almost basketball season. It's almost basketball time. All right, so we've been on hiatus for a little while. Uh, this was one of the slowest summers I've ever seen in Sacramento. Absolutely not a lot going on. Doug, what are your thoughts on that? The fact that uh we're we're into almost october and it's been such a quiet like six eight weeks uh and and now we're ready to fire it up but i mean it's been quiet right yeah it has and you could look at it a couple different ways you know uh, maybe not a lot going on or you could look at it from the standpoint that maybe the kings are happy with the young talent that they have they want to see it develop so Quiet isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes quiet is good. I think you're right. Sometimes quiet is good. I mean, outside of uh, the strange dealings of a former employee uh, absconding with $13.5 million or $13.4 million, I think it has been a good quiet offseason for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, There hasn't been drama uh, but that doesn't mean that drama isn't going to come here anytime. Uh, we're seeing a lot of weird stuff going on, uh, especially in Minnesota. Uh, if you're the Kings, would you jump in on any of this action? I mean, they have plenty of expiring contracts. They still have $11 million in cap space. Uh, but would you make a phone call and say, well, maybe we talk Jimmy Butler. Maybe we talk Andrew Wiggins. If you're, uh, you're going to blow this thing up, maybe we're ready to jump in. You know, uh, Jimmy Butler, obviously a better player than Andrew Wiggins. I, I, w- I might be interested in Andrew Wiggins if because of because of his youth and what have you. Sometimes a change of scenery might change, you know, his approach and a different maybe something in his ear that allows him to reach his full potential. Because you know, you and I have talked about Andrew Wiggins and the ups and downs that come with him. He shows you brilliance, and then he, all of a sudden he, he 
disappears on the court. As far as Jimmy Butler, uh, I don't think that the Kings are in the position for a player like Jimmy Butler. Right now, I think Jimmy being almost 30, but still kind of in that larger number of a contract, he's kind of at the position, him, where uh, he takes a team that is kind of close and maybe takes them over the top. And I think that that's what they were thinking he was going to be able to do in Minnesota. Uh, would I not call on a talent like that? I think that you got to, you and I talk about this all the time. You got to turn over all the stones and see what's there because you never know how things might turn out. But just as a total target, um, maybe not. Yeah, I would agree with you uh, on both of those. Uh, sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. Uh, but. The yep. Jimmy Butler thing, he's 29 years old. Um, clearly, he's caused uh, some issues there, and, and he's asked for a trade. Um, I, I'm not sure that I would even listen unless he's willing to lock into a long-term deal, and even long-term deals with a 29-year-old guy uh, who you're going to buy, you know, really the uh, the tail end of his, of his uh, sort of his prime, uh, and then you're going to go into a couple of years of his non-prime, uh, where you're paying prime dollar. And so I'm a little concerned with that. And, and then with Wiggins, Doug, um, he's still so young. And he's he's got plenty of potential. But um, I, I think we've seen sort of this back and forth with these guys that, you know, they've called, uh, I think, you know, be it, uh, be it Jimmy Butler or uh, what's it, Steven Jackson, uh they they've kind of called him out for for not being someone who you feel the love of the game and and the want to be great. Uh, he's just mm-hmm. he's really really good without even trying, and he's only twenty three years right. old. Uh, but he's also he's owed so much money it's ridiculous. And so if you're gonna gamble on somebody. Uh, looking at his contract, he makes $25 million in 2018, but then it goes up to 27 29 31 and $33 million. I mean, this guy is getting paid a mint. But the plus side is you also have him under contract for five years, and he's yours, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, and the Kings have plenty of cap space. So I think there there could be some interest there, definitely. Yeah, I, I, listen, also, he's elite size at the wing. You know he can score the basketball paired with some other young talent. Now, what might you have to give up to get a player like that? My whole point is I would kick the tires on that just because of the youth and maybe change of scenery. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what? I think most people around the league kind of look at uh, Andrew Wiggins. His contract is so negative that I don't think many – you would have to give up very much. I think expiring contracts might actually do it. Uh, although he is young and he's got upside, um, I think, you know, again, not this last year when Jimmy Butler played there, but the year before, I mean, he averaged almost 23 points a game. So I think he would instantly step in. He's been durable throughout his career. Uh, he would instantly step in. He'd be the Kings' leading scorer. He'd be a guy that you could rely on. He's more of maybe a second or third option on a great team. So then you got to figure out who's your first and your second option. Uh, and if you got those guys on the roster and if they can develop. And I think that's where, Doug, our conversation really should have started today. Uh, training camp mm-hmm. is, is just around the corner. Uh, we're looking at training camp. Media day is on Monday. Uh, training camp starts on Tuesday. 
The guys have been in the gym. Most of the Sacramento Kings have been in Sacramento in the gym working uh, for quite some time. Uh, They're not allowed to do full team stuff, but they have been working out together. They've been playing a lot of basketball together. Uh, What are your just your basic thoughts on sort of the excitement of opening a new season and what sort of this team could possibly bring to the table? You know what I say, Ham? I say dilly dilly, woo! <laughs> hey man, I, I'm uh, I'm excited, Ham. I listen. I, I know a lot of people. I've seen negativity. I've seen a lot of different things. But with this young talent, uh, you don't know what to expect. I'll give you an example. My, my in my son, he took a step this weekend that was just incredible. And you don't know when it happens, Ham. It just happens all of a sudden. And you know, De'Aaron has been in uh, in the gym. Uh, I see Scal. I look at his body. Uh, you, you know, Willie Collie Stein has all types of incredible upside. But is, is he going to bring the consistency? You draft a Marvin Bagley. I, I love what I see with him and the way he goes after the basketball and the things that he could bring to the game. You got a Harry Giles that there's there's so many question marks. We're, we're now looking for answers. You pair that with two guys that you know work their absolute tails off in Bogdan and Buddy Heald, and then Justin Jackson had one heck of a, of a summer league. Now I bring it back around, and I say to myself, oh, my goodness, you got Frank Mason. He didn't really play that good in summer league. Now he's at USA Basketball. He's playing really good, but they bring in Yogi Ferrell. That should be one heck of a fight. So there is so much that I'm excited about. Plus, you know, I'm a basketball nerd. I just get off on this stuff anyway. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Um, I'm going to temper all of my expectations and my excitement with the fact that, like, look, people, it's going to be a long season. Like, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about 50-win season here. <clears throat> we might be not be talking about a 30-win season. So you're going to, I think, you know, my conversations within the walls of the Kings, which I've had plenty of in the last, I'd say, week, um, The what the Kings want from this season, uh, I'll tell you what they want. And, and then maybe Doug and I will tell you what we want from this season. But um, for, my ba- for my conversations with people within the, the walls of the organization, they want from this season mm-hmm. is to find out, do they, they know they have some good young players. Do they have right. one or two that can be elite? And can, by the end of this season, can you circle those one or two or three guys that you think have the potential to take not just a, a leap forward, but a gigantic leap? So whether it's this season or it's next season, they want to know by the end of this season, do we at least have some of the horses? Because if we don't have the horses, we're in trouble. If we do have the horses, right. how do we support those players? And I think that's how they're going to attack free agency next season. Uh, and next summer, I think it's how they're going to attack trades during this season. How do I build around the players who are stepping forward, raising their hand and saying, I am elite. Uh, and then on top of the one or two guys that they hope that are elite, and really the one or two guys they hope are elite are, are probably De'Aaron Fox it's probably Marvin Bagley. It's probably a guy like Harry Giles. Can he be that guy? Can Willie Cauley Stein, like somehow, like what you said, make that move and, and turn the switch and all of a sudden be great? Uh, you know, I've seen Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald has filled out. He's like, he's ready to roll. He is built 
Uh, Scott Labissiere yeah. is built. He has added so much weight and strength in a good way. He's been working hard. Um, so can I find a couple of elite guys? Now, that's the Kings' idea about this season. And that means that you're going to focus on when you see a vein, you're going to chase that vein. You're going to follow that vein and try to get every little bit of gold out of that vein. And so I don't think that that's a, a bad mentality for this season. But I think it does leave us with the questions of, you know, how long does Vlade have? How long does Dave Yeager have? Do they keep getting a long leash here? Or does that leash start to get tightened uh, if this season goes really wonky as far as wins and losses? And it's very possible it will. So, Doug, what would be a successful season for you? Because that's their thought, and and I kind of want to know what would be successful for you. You know, are you speaking wins and losses? Are you speaking uh, progressional steps? Yeah, yeah. I I don't think – I mean, wins and losses to me, again – my best season covering this team, they've won 33 games. Uh, and I always okay. I always flip the switch on that. I always tell people, my best season covering the teams, the, the Kings, they lost 49. That's my best season. Um, but right. this season, I think we're in for another potential season of sub-30 wins or 30, 31, 32 wins. Uh, Vegas has it at 25.5. Uh, and Vegas is usually pretty close. But, Doug, what I'm talking about here is what is it that would make it a successful season or would make it a season that you thought, okay, I think, I think I'm good with what's happening here. You know, so it, it would be, it would be two things, Tam. The first, you, you already mentioned it. Uh, some players have to step forward and seeing those players take those steps. Do they need to be quantum steps? No, but with your eyes, you know, and, and I know like, okay, that, that dude can play. I've already seen that from De'Aaron, in my opinion. But now, can he take that next step? That's that's the key. Um, and then the ability, Ham, to define Kings basketball. Because we can keep plugging players in all we want, but if the Kings aren't defined in basketball, essentially, what does it mean? Because you can de- develop a player, but if that player isn't built for that system, it doesn't even matter. So at some point, Kings basketball is going to have to be defined. So that would be successful. And uh, I I was saying it yesterday uh, on the radio, play hard. And that has to happen uh, immediately. Every single time that you step onto the court, there has to be a level of just really hard play. That's what I want to see. I want to see them play fast. Fast doesn't mean just running up and down the court. It means the ability to move the basketball. There's a lot of ways to play fast. And last, is to play smart, meaning when you add all those three things together at the end of the year, in my opinion, that would define Kings basketball. So some players to step up, and then the definition of Kings basketball will be a successful season again. Okay, I can buy that, Doug. Um, what I'm looking at right now, if I'm going to like pinpoint what it is, the success that I want to see, um, I want to see a moment in time during this season where it all works uh and i know that that Mm. seems pretty vague but no i i got i got you that's solid yeah you know what i'm saying there's that moment it's like an epiphany moment where a guy cuts a guy moves a guy plays off that play and then boom it works and then you're like "Ooh, that was interesting and then yeah you see it five or six times in a row and then all of a sudden 
you see it for a game and they run somebody over that didn't see it coming and then you build off of that i think they've got a lot Ham. of young talent you know doug and Ham, you just you you just said what what i said though that is that you just define king's basketball yeah that's, that's exactly it. I'm I'm so with you on that one. And it doesn't need to be for a whole game. I would love for it to be, but you're like, wow, okay, that that's it right there. I'm with yep. you. Yeah, you get a taste. You get a taste of what it is, and it's something that they can build on. And so I'll bring this up a couple of times during the season. Uh, the 2017-18 Los Angeles Lakers. I didn't love their team, uh-huh. and I don't think they have had a ton of talent. Uh, I think they have some decent players. I'm not on the Julius Randle bandwagon. I've never been. Uh, you know, I think that they've made plenty of mistakes in the draft. I'm not a huge Lonzo Ball guy. I like Ingram. I like uh, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, but overall, I mean, I don't think that there was coming into last season that there is a huge disparity from what they had and what the Kings have this season. Uh, I, I think as far as talent, I think they're similar as far as the level of talent. If I took everyone's uh, MB2K score and added them up, I would say I'm going to come up at like a, you know, a team score of like 76. And and I think the Kings score would be the same. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, What I kind of want to see is what we saw from the Lakers last year, where, look, they surprised people and they went on a run during the middle of the season that was very impressive. Uh, But overall... They were a hot mess on certain nights, and other nights they were spectacular to watch, but didn't matter. They were exciting, and and that's what I want to see. Like, if it's going to be losing, I don't want to see grinded out 90-point basketball. I want to see, see unleashed. I want to see you play to your player's strengths, which is speed, quickness, yep. athleticism, agility, and I want to see you take a step forward. Uh, last year, the Lakers averaged 108 points per game. They gave up 109.6 points per game. But I'm okay with that. As long as I'm seeing growth, I'm seeing the speed of play work. And, I mean, really, it does mean that Zebo, Costa Kufis, uh, maybe even Amon Shumpert, uh, they don't see the court at all. Uh, but I-, I need to see it, Doug. That's what I need to see an identity start to form. I need to see that I know where my weakness is and I know how to fill it in free agency or via trade. That's where I think success happens this year. It's that we start to like level two of what is a build. And, you know, we, we tore it down to nothing. We stripped it down to its bare bones. Now let's build it back up and let's see what we we've got. You can't keep saying they're young. Eventually they've got to produce. And I need to know coming out of this season, who is going to produce, who's not. And what does that mean? How do I get to the next step? And now a note from our sponsor, Wendy's. Indulge in all the best flavors of the fall with the new Harvest Chicken Salad from Wendy's. With apples, brown sugar walnuts, bacon and grilled chicken, topped with apple cider vinaigrette. But hurry, just like the fall, this salad will only be around for a limited time at participating Wendy's. You know, you know, Ham, we're, we're essentially saying the same thing because when I say play hard, play fast, play smart, playing hard means... Look, you, you got to get after it. I, I don't I don't care. I don't want to hear youth. I don't want to hear that. I want you to step out onto the court, and every single night people should know that they're in a dogfight when they play the Sacramento Kings. Playing fast means playing to their strengths. You're right. It's, it's youth. It's exuberant. Get up and down the court. 
you're going to turn the ball over. The last piece of the puzzle is the mental aspect. It's the ability to play smart. And that's where we're going to have to be patient because that's part of the educational process that is the NBA. But the first two are going to show that, okay, we got something here. And that's ultimately what I would like to see. And I think you're saying the same thing. I think, I think we're pretty much on the same path. Now, Doug, uh, Again, wins and losses, we'll get to that right before the season starts. We're going to have a little bit better idea. Um, I don't think this team is done by any stretch of the imagination. I know that they've had conversations internally about other things that are going on around the league and whether they can jump into those, uh, whether that's a possibility or not. Uh, who who knows? We'll, we'll see how sort of this next couple of weeks pan out. But I think the NBA is going to have a rapid switch and a bunch of changes happen during training camp this year, a lot like what we saw uh, before, was it last year when Kyrie Irving switched teams uh, right before, you know, late in the offseason? I think we're going to see a lot of that again because I think there's going to be a nuclear button hit somewhere, probably Minnesota, that that has a ripple effect and that changes, you know, a couple of teams. Um, but uh, what is it, I guess, coming into like training camp, training camp starting Tuesday. What is it, Doug, that you're most excited to see? If you are going to get to sit courtside at that first training camp, who is it? What is it? You know, what do you pencil in as like, man, I can't wait to see this. You, you know, th- there's depth at a lot of positions. The forward position with Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles and Scal and Willie. Now you got uh, point guard battles, not necessarily with the starter, but but the backup. It's the the competition aspect. And I want to see how how they get after it because, listen, that dictates how you get after your opposition. If you are going to be mean to each other, you will absolutely be mean to the opposition. If you're playing buddy ball, if you're if you're, if you're not going after it, it's it's that I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm gonna get after my teammate, and I love my teammate, and I'm gonna make my teammate better. That's the that's the big thing that I really want to see. I, I definitely want to see the leadership quality in De'Aaron Fox. I want to see that that he's taking that next step because out, out of everyone, and there are some players on there with immense talent. Uh, you can see it. There's a lot of potential, but he has next level potential. He has the ability to offensively dominate games and dish the ball but he also ham has the ability to defensively change the whole complexity of the game because he can pick up full court he can stay in front of people and being the head of the snake that is an exciting thing to have that guy it's like a nfl team having and finding their quarterback and in De'Aaron fox uh the kings have that but it's going to be up to him how high that that he takes the kings with that so the competition and seeing where De'Aaron fox is right now that's interesting. Uh, number one, I, I mean, I just want to tell fans, like, look, everyone's so excited about Harry Giles. And uh, I've fed into the hype because I've got to see Harry behind the scenes a little bit here and there. I've got to see him. I, I've been courtside uh, for a couple of things where I, I've seen what looks like the makings of something special. But I just want people to know, like, look, uh, he's played 300 minutes, 300 minutes total. In the last three years, basically what you're looking at is a 17-year-old basketball player. He's only 20, right. but he his development didn't keep going while he's sitting on the court, uh, while he's sitting on the sidelines. I mean, right. he he's going to take time, 
And so I want people to know that. I want people to know that Marvin Bagley has some some issues, uh, defensive issues, his over-reliance on the left hand, but the talent is there. I saw a picture the other day of Marvin Bagley. Uh, go, well, actually, there's a short video of Marvin Bagley going up to to hammer a ball down, and his head was above the rim, and his arms that his arms weren't fully extended, and they were almost at the top of the backboard with the ball in his hands as he came down and hammered it. Um, I don't know that we've seen anything like this before. Like his athleticism in a man that size and with his agility and with his talent. I mean, we've seen guys come in. We've seen a stroll mile swift. We've seen, you know, guys come into the league where you go, oh my gosh, that is what you're doing is like circus stuff. It's, it's, it's wild. But I think my point is that like, look, you're going to see greatness you're going to see failing. You're going to see all kinds of things because that's what happens with a 19-year-old rookie. I'm going to circle the same exact thing, Doug, that you did. I think all of it is great. I, I think that Scalabies here stacking on 15 or 20 pounds of, of raw muscle, including core strength and everything, I think that's great. I think seeing Buddy healed and seeing how, how just muscular and thick he is and how much weight he's put on and how he's ready, I think that's great. I think none of it matters if a mental switch doesn't click off in in De'Aaron Fox's head, and he he is the guy that has to be great. He is this year. Now down the road, some of these other guys can be great as well, but this is a year where you need to see him play with force, him play with speed, him play to his own strengths, uh, him play both sides of the court. Uh, this is that moment where he has to say, this is my team and we are running and we're doing it my way and I'm going to go out and I'm going to force the action and we're going to be we're going to be good because I'm here. We're going to be great down the road when you guys get here. And so that's I, I yeah. think that's the biggest thing. And I, I'm hearing that in their pickup games and in their their games that there's no question that De'Aaron Fox is head and shoulders above everyone the best player right now and that's exciting oh, and that's, yeah and i think that that's what the kings need they need that guy to step forward yeah you, you are you are spot on but I, I was just i wasn't interrupting you but i was saying to myself oh that's exciting <laughs> 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 that, that is that is exactly it cam that's that's what you need to see if you're a king's fan that's what you want to hear if you are a king's coach if you are an executive uh, seeing it is one thing, but then him going out there on a night-to-night basis and doing it—that is—that is ultimately the next level. And when he reaches that that level, it takes the team to another level because first and foremost, he has the ball in his hands. He dictates the pace. He dictates the aggression. All those different things, and um, I, I'm excited to see it, man. I cannot wait. I'm when. When I say dilly dilly and yell, man, that's because I, I am truly excited, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think it is going to be fun to watch. And just to add on one other thing, I, I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, and they're like, De'Aaron knows every play. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. They're like, no, no. He knows every play for every position. And I'm like, really? Oh, that's awesome. They're like, yeah, yeah. Like, his ability to understand the game is super super next level and that's part of the thing that excites him and 
you know, there there's certain things about each of these players that excite the Kings. Uh, Buddy Heald's work ethic excites the, the people inside the walls. Um, I, if I'm looking at like the athleticism, the upside of Marvin Bagley, there's no question. I, I just would like to put as much of this to rest as possible. The reason why they chose Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic isn't some grand mystery. It's not some crazy thing that that Luka Doncic uh, you know there's no conspiracy theory about what Vlade knows and what he doesn't it all comes down to the fact he thinks Marvin Bagley is going to be a better player that's it he thinks he's going to be great he thinks he's going to be a star and that's why they drafted him over Doncic uh, and they would have drafted Marvin Bagley number one overall from what I've been told and they probably, if if Marvin Bagley went number one and they were sitting at number two, they probably would have drafted Luka Doncic. But they think right. that Bagley is the guy. So, I mean, and they love the motor and the intensity that Harry Giles plays with. And they love the, still at like 24, 25, the potential of, of, of Willie Cauley-Stein. They love this stuff. And so I, I really do think that, that they... They think they have a core. They just they need to prove that they have a core, and this is the season to do it. Let's prove that our young guys do have the opportunity to be really good down the road. And so I think you know that's what the Kings are looking for. They're looking for that that thing to to go off, and everyone to say, "Oh my gosh, look, we there is something to build on here." And maybe a free agent would look at it too and say, "Huh, I think I yeah. I could still be a leader there. I could still take my talents there and be the man." But I've also got some young dudes that are coming, and we could be good for a long time. And I think that's where they're kind yeah. of at. So yeah, and that, that's what you want to see if you if you're a free agent and you want to you know you come here and you see the growth in Sacramento, and then you see the growth of the team, and that's what allows you know someone to say you know what I, I like what's going on there. I want to be a part of it. That's right. All right, Doug. So I'm not going to keep you all day. We got to get the we got to get ready. We got we got training camp. We got media day on Monday. We got training camp on Tuesday. It's happening, Doug. Wow. It's, it, it's happening uh, after like a long <laughs> break. It's happening. Um, I, I, I'm going to put a little bit of a downer. Uh, we there's a little bit of concern that uh, that Bogdan ha, it won't be won't be at full strength when he joins the team. Um, he had okay. some he had some knee issues uh, in a game uh, in Serbia this last I think about a week week and a half ago. Uh, we don't know. The Kings won't know what's exactly going on there until he's he's sitting on a uh, on a table here in Sacramento, and that's going to happen probably this weekend. So there's uh, there's there's not a bunch of like everyone's panicking, but there is a little bit of okay, we need to we need to check it out. He's having some soreness in the area where he had surgery earlier in the off season. Um, so I want to leave people with that. Uh, secondly, I think that the Kings are going to have some additions here that are intriguing and, you know, make a little bit of it, of sense when it comes to G league versus two ways and all that stuff. Uh, I think they are going to make, uh, another addition or two here in the next couple of days. Um, and, and Doug, I, I mean, it's basketball time. I mean, we've got games starting in like a week and a half. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's here. Man, I listen, uh, I've suffered through the summer long enough, and it didn't seem like a long. It it seemed like a a, a long time, even though it was short. But it, it's too long for me, man. I need basketball in my life, so I'm excited to be back. Ham, can't wait to see you. Let's get after it, big man. Yeah, that's that's right. Let's get after it. All right. So uh, just to finish up, 
Uh, Doug, everyone knows, I, I think at this point, we'll be covering most of the games alongside Grant Napier uh, as the, the color guy. Uh, Katie Christensen had her baby, so big congrats to Katie, a little baby girl. Uh, and she'll be back soon, and we'll have Katie back. Uh, Cozumore back for another season. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Hopefully by uh, by next week, maybe we'll have an announcement on who might also be helping out. I'm not sure. That's, that's a hope. Uh, it might get pushed back a little bit, but uh, there's got to be someone else that fills some of these roles uh, on our broadcast team. Um, but we're excited to bring another year of Kings basketball. Uh, the Kings Insider podcast is going to be back from here on out every single Friday without any question. Uh, you will get me and Doug. You'll get some uh, some really cool guests, and we're going to get this thing rolling. So, Doug, you got any final words? You know what, man? Um, to all the Kings fans, as always, appreciate your support. There's nobody like you. I can't wait to ride through this with you. And you know, as we always say, uh, Ham, go Kings. That's what Doug always says. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Kings Insider Podcast, brought to you by Wendy's. We'll see you very soon. All right, you've been listening to the Kings Insider Podcast, brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week with Doug Christie and another great guest. Thanks for tuning in, Kings fans. We'll see you very soon.